This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 16th of December. In your Squiz today, the growing threat of extremism, South Australia's river towns on high alert, the final battle for the World Cup, and two terrific trifles. This is your Squiz today. Federal pollies were back in Canberra for energy talks yesterday, Claire. But before they got onto that, they offered their condolences for the victims of the Wyambilla siege on Monday. PM Anthony Albanese gave a really heartfelt tribute, and Coalition leader Peter Dutton, who's a former Queensland police officer himself, was visibly upset as he recognised the bravery of the attending officers. Also upset as he addressed the parliament was the local MP for that area. That's Nationals leader David Littleproud. Uh, He described the tragedy as one of the most vile acts. Queensland police are still investigating and national security agencies are also now involved. Uh, And there are growing reports about the three alleged murderers' relationships with each other uh, and their actions. And Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill yesterday said... Uh, that it's likely that radicalisation will form part of their story. And more broadly, she says that conspiracy theories and misinformation are, are being turbocharged by technology into terrible acts of violence, which she says is a threat to our national security. Yeah, and Peter Dutton agrees with that. He said disinformation infects people's minds and changes their whole persona. That was his quote. And he also said it contributes to them committing extreme acts. And that all links back to Monday's tragedy because there's reports that Gareth Train had been active on several conspiracy websites for many years. Yeah, he'd been posting about the 1996 Port Arthur massacre. He said that it was a false flag operation to disarm the Australian population. He'd also posted about anti-vaccination and anti-authority conspiracies. Uh, This all comes a couple of weeks after Australia's terrorism threat was downgraded. Uh, But along with that was a warning of increased extremism. Uh, And this is the quote from the security agencies, uh, fueled by conspiracy theories and anti-authority ideologies. Uh, And just last week, Claire O'Neill flagged Australia's counter-terrorism laws as needing to change uh, to deal with this sort of extremism. Uh, Yesterday, she said that new legislation might be needed to stop people with those sorts of views becoming violent. And if new laws are proposed, they're likely to have cross-party support. The coalition's promise to back measures that make it easier for authorities to access encrypted apps, which is typically where these conspiracy theories often breed. So that's one that could be on the agenda for 2023. I've lost count of how many times we've spoken about this, Claire. It's been in the pipeline for a while. But the Albanese government's energy relief bill was yesterday passed by the federal parliament. (laughs) Alice, if you can believe it, it was the start of this week where we flagged this all happening after National Cabinet last Friday. So, yeah, sometimes some weeks move more slowly than (laughs) others. But, look, it was expected that that legislation would pass and that was after the Greens and several independent senators 
members uh, signalled their support earlier this week. Just to recap, what that legislation was about was putting a price cap on gas and also providing for a relief package for low-income households and also for businesses when it comes to paying their electricity bills. And what the Australian energy regulator Claire Savage said about it is that it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get lower retail prices for electricity next year. Yeah, but she also says that if markets keep trading as they are right now, the increase next year should be lower than what was forecast months ago. The coalition didn't support the bill, though. Leader Peter Dutton described it as reckless. But happy or not, it's gone through and will be enacted next year. We don't have to remind anyone, but the floodwaters that devastated parts of the central west and south of New South Wales are starting to flow into South Australia down the Murray River. Communities along the river have been bracing for a disaster, and SA Premier Peter Malinowskis has warned that they could face the worst flooding since the record-breaking 1956 floods. Alice, I'm not going to bore you and squeeze listeners about all the time I've spent on the Murray River, (laughs) but I grew up near Albury and it's a bit of a rule of thumb that the river moves at about five kilometres an hour. So you can imagine that it's taken all this time to get from the New South Wales communities all the way down to South Australia, which is where it empties into the sea. So uh, as that water goes, of course, a huge volume of water that caused really big floods in central New South Wales uh, and also around places like Albury, it's now heading all the way to South Australia and causing floods there. Uh, And what they say is that the floods could be bigger than they expected for South Australia. Uh, There's predictions that Renmark could see a peak later this month. Uh, There's a huge amount of water that's still flowing. Yeah, there's worrying times for those towns. Malinowska says they've done all the preparation they can, but this is his words, there's clearly a degree of anxiety on the ground still. Claire, it's getting to the pointy end of the World Cup and for anyone who might have stopped watching after Oz was knocked out, (laughs) Argentina, which is the team that beat us, and France are the two teams left standing. Talking to Kate about this yesterday, kind of feel a bit better if Argentina actually wins this thing because they did knock us out and then maybe it was all worthwhile if they've gone through to win the thing. (laughs) But look, we started with 32 nations in the World Cup. It was back on the 22nd of November that the tournament started. Uh, Now we're heading, as you say, to Argentina versus France. Uh, There's really a bit of a question about who's going to win that, but to get to watch the match, you're going to have to get up pretty early on Monday morning, Uh, about two o'clock if you're in Sydney and Melbourne on Monday morning. I reckon that's a really great way to start the week. (laughs) And France are the reigning champions, so experts reckon it's difficult to pick who will win, like you say, Claire, so it'll be a really exciting game for anyone who does get up that early to watch. (laughs) Forgive a few blurry eyes on Monday, I reckon, if if you're a boss. Friday lights, Claire. What do we like this week? Look, I reckon it's time to get into a trifle and there's a bit of a stretch going on. So this weekend I've got a warm-up trifle, if that's <laughs> your thing. I reckon focus on the banana, the brandy and the butterscotch. Uh, that's a really good one. And actually, don't worry about making the sponge. Just go and buy a sponge cake from the supermarket and you can just 
put it in the bottom and it soaks up all that beautiful booze. Uh, and then I go pretty traditional for Christmas Day. So the proper one with fruit and custard and all of those sorts of things. And I reckon it's good to practice these things. Oh, I love a good supermarket shortcut. Yeah. So that tip is great. Nobody can even tell. No, soak it in booze. It's all good. <laughs> and before we go, just a reminder, it's the final day to get in the running for a voucher on us, Claire. Yeah, it's the last day of gift the squiz and win. Uh, if you go into the newsletter, hopefully you're a newsletter subscriber, uh, you and your friend who sign up to the squiz go into the draw to win a $1,000 FPOS gift card. Uh, the more people you refer, the more that sign up, the better your chances to win. Yeah, the entries to that competition close at midnight tonight. So as Europe, the band would say, it's the final <laughs> countdown. Love a bit of Europe. <laughs> and that's it from us this morning. Claire's joined by Kate for the Saturday Squiz podcast tomorrow. And the Squiz today will be back on Monday. 